0: Love talk radio. Are you great?
1: It's time for the Get Ready Show. best in Pro Wrestling Talk. And that's the
2: bottom line. The first goal
1: This right here is the future of wrestling.
3: And it begins.
4: Show the best in pro wrestling talk Took a little bit of a holiday for Thanksgiving weekend Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving Ate lots of turkey and all that other good stuff uh, Start of the holiday season So good times had by all family, friends So I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend But we are back this week for the best in pro wrestling talk Be sure to check us out Facebook.com slash The Ken Reedy Show. You know, we want to hear from you because every week we do our nod of approval. We want to hear who gets your nod of approval this week in the world of professional wrestling. So head on over to our Facebook page. Let us know who gets your nod of approval. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, at The Ken Reedy Show, and as always, our website, uh, thekenreedyshow.com. Big show for you tonight. Um, We have Julian Starr, who's going to be challenging for the NWA On Fire Heavyweight Championship next week at the NWA On Fire live event in Parsippany, New Jersey. And we have the champ, Brian Fury, who's going to be on with us as well. Let us know what is in store for us in Parsippany next week. Uh, We're excited, NWA On Fire, because we're going to be running monthly shows now, live events, TV tapings, which is going to be awesome. So... Come on down, precipitating New Jersey. Check out nwaonfire.com to get your tickets. We're going to be taping TV at these events. So if you want to be on TV, you know, just come on down and be a loud fan, and I'm sure our trusty cameraman, Carlos, will get you on TV. So check us out. Um, As always, my tag team partner is on the line with us. Dave, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, uh, recovering from uh, the food coma from the uh, Thanksgiving weekend. But other than that, I'm I'm glad to be back, and uh, let's let's get this show on the road.
4: Amen. You know, and and probably the biggest story uh, that that came out this week, uh, something that not in the ring, not actually on a TV show, but uh, big news uh, as far as TNA and their their yearly calendar of events. Uh, TNA looks like they're going to be scaling back a bit, uh, at least on their uh, pay-per-view calendar. Um, as always, Dave, who has been in charge of the, uh, the Ken Reedy Show news department, gives us our news update at uh, in the middle of the show each and every week. Our trustworthy news guy, Dave, is following this story closely. Uh, as far as their calendar of events and where TNA is headed. What is the latest you're hearing on this,
2: Dave?
1: Uh, well, it's been. It was reported, um, you know, uh, earlier this week after news broke on Thursday that um, TNA um, is promoted. They promoted Lockdown and they announced the on sale the the on site date for Lockdown, which is going to be held in uh, San Antonio, Texas, in the Alamo Dome, uh, which I find a bit surprising. We'll get into that in a minute, but. Um, they moved it from April, which is which is normally normally um, which normally lockdown takes place, to mid to early, early to mid March, right in the middle of WrestleMania season, and they have gotten rid of the February pay per view against all odds. They got rid of the September pay per view. Um, no, no surrender, and I believe. I, I, I do not believe that there's going to be an April pay-per-view. I'm not 100% sure. I think they're going to drop a few more. But the idea behind getting rid of these pay-per-views, TNA doesn't really do too well on uh, pay-per-view buy rates. They average, I'd say, about <clears throat> excuse me, eight to 10,000 from what I've read and, and the research I've done. Um, with, the, with the exception of a show like Bound for Glory, I think Bound for Glory this past year got twenty twenty five thousand 25,000 buys. Um, Turning Point got 11000 which is up from uh, previous years, the one that just took place a few weeks back. But um, the whole idea and the concept behind it is, number one, save some money. Um, number two, especially going into Bound for Glory season, um, TNA wants to build longer storylines starting in August after Hardcore Justice. So they figure if they get rid of the September pay-per-view No Surrender, You have two months of uh, hopefully a really good build of television culminating at October's Bound for Glory so that the the pay-per-view buys that weren't purchased in the month of September could possibly translate to more in October because now there's two months of waiting for a pay-per-view. Kind of similar to what the pay-per-view concept was back in the heyday, back in the 80s and early 90s with, uh, with the WWF. And, uh, you know, WCW only ran, I think, about five, six pay-per-views a year. WWF had the Big Four, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. So they're kind of going back a little bit, which I think is helpful to them because, number one, for the most part, with the exception of, like, Anniversary, Lockdown, and Bound for Glory, they run TNA pay-per-views in the impact zone. Same place where they run television. Now, the television tapings have been live, and it's been much better with a live crowd. I think the audience, you know, has done a great job helping their product, especially the fact that it's live. When you run television in the same spot and then pay-per-view, it's just, I mean, it's gotten old to me, to this wrestling fan. Um, So I, I think as they phase out a few more pay-per-views, from which I'm hearing there might be like two or three more that they phase out completely, we might see more pay-per-views on the road as opposed to being in the impact zone. So I think this is a good move for TNA. I don't know if this means there will be a price increase in pay-per-views. Um, I've not heard anything about that. But in my in my opinion, I think this helps them out and, Tremendously, they're they're making strides to 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 do smarter business as opposed to trying to copy what you know the WWE does, you know, because that's what seemed to be the issue back in the in the nineties when w when WWE got more pay per views, WCW did the same thing, and they went back and forth. And eventually, they had each one had you know twelve in a full calendar year. So, um, and as far as the, the the lockdown location in the Alamo Dome. The Alamo Dome was the same venue that was run by uh, that, the, that the WWE uh, ran the Royal Rumble in 1997, um, <clears throat> and from what I from, from reports I've heard, they didn't have great first day ticket sales. And then they announced that Shawn Michaels was going to be in the main event, and he's a San Antonio boy. And it helped out a little bit. They drew roughly around sixty thousand at that time in ninety seven for them as a company that was huge because Ted Turner and WCW were just nailing them business wise and TNA to run the album that's the biggest venue they would have ever run Um, the San Antonio Spurs the NBA basketball team used to run that building and they would cut the stadium like three quarters and only seat about twenty thousand people in a a sixty thousand person thousand stadium. So
5: I'm not not
1: too sure how they're going to do that. Um, They've never run San Antonio before. This is the first time they're going to be in San Antonio. So to me, I'm a little skeptical about that. Um, They can barely get 2,000 people or even 1,000 people at house shows, let alone, you know, the pay-per-views they go on the road. So I'm not sure how this is going to work for them. I highly doubt that they're going to try and open that whole dome Um, For that pay-per-view Unless they get like huge strong ticket sales So we'll see what happens
4: Yeah it's interesting I mean aside you know uh, Arena issues aside um, You know I I think this is uh, A a great thing for TNA Um, You know it's funny but I mean you hit the nail on the head And and back in the day I mean the the wrestling that we all grew up with Pay-per-views were something special And to be honest, for both companies the pay-per-view you know the pay, quote unquote the pay-per-view is is not as special as it once was um and it's compounded by the fact that TNA does a number of their pay-per-views uh out of the impact zone um business wise if if the if TNA has a dollar to spend and that dollar is going to go to an extra pay-per-view or to continuing to go live each and every Thursday, this is smart business to cut some pay-per-views down. Because going live uh, is tremendous for them. Um, yeah, to me, it, it exponentially improves the product. Uh, I just think that we, we've gotten to a point where there's oversaturation um, out there, and, and it's tough because most people, like most fans – ...that I know are, are wrestling fans, so you watch everything, and when we talk about the business right now, I mean, you know, sometimes it's, I mean, if you want to follow everything, you really want to keep up on everything that's going on, and then some of the newer shows don't don't facilitate storylines too much, but that being said, I mean, you know, you could have a pay-per-view on Sunday, three-hour on Monday, our main event on Wednesday, two-hour impact on Thursday two-hour smackdown on Friday, hour-long Saturday uh, with a Saturday morning slam uh, on Saturday morning. Uh, there, that's a lot. And then, you know, when you're you're sticking in that pay-per-view, it's just, it's oversaturated. And, you know, perhaps TNA can do a lot to make uh, these, these pay-per-views seem a little bit more special, uh, to maintain uh, longer, to have, as they say, the slow burn with uh, storylines, to really Uh, build rivalries uh over time rather than having to put together something quick month to month Uh, i think this is a great thing and i think it's interesting right now this is a very interesting time period uh in professional wrestling uh for for both of the major companies and for everything going on i mean to a to a smaller extent but it's out there you know we have The NWA and and Fred Rubenstein was nice enough to be on our show And talk about all the changes in that organization And the NWA is trying to make strides right now in the business Now obviously that's not going to happen overnight But there's a TV show, they're trying to make strides in the business The WWE, it looks like, for all intents and purposes Linda McMahon's political career is done, probably over I I mean maybe not but I'm thinking it's done. Um and it seems that the WWE might be pushing the envelope a little bit. Uh there's still an issue, you know, I don't know, they're still a publicly traded company, but you know, maybe they're pushing the envelope a little bit. Uh it seems like the storylines and, and promos and characters are getting slightly edgier. Is the WWE thinking about uh changing a, a little bit? Um when you look at WWE programming now I mean, you know, it's interesting You watch this week and in very Prominent roles You have The Shield You have Ziggler You have Sandow You have Ryback You have a CM Punk That is is moving past People on the list of, of uh, You know, longest title run um, long, Longest title reign Um it, it's a different program, and when you know, and I'm curious what you think, Dave, because when I look back in the WWE, you know, and, and we're talking about changing in the industry, and TNA's got some changes, WWE's changing, NWA is changing. You know, when you look at WWE and you go back to CM Punk's pipe bomb, that moment, and the thing in wrestling, and I think a lot of wrestling fans are like this, and and you know, we could be put in that same category. In in life in general, you, you can you can be impatient about things. Uh, you you want change, but you want it immediately. And the thing with with wrestling, as with everything else, things take time. And if you know people glorify and and put the attitude error on a pedestal, and I don't know if we need to go back there, but maybe a bit edgier. But we're not going to go from PG programming to you know. Pasties on breasts and bloodbaths. You know, it's not going to happen. You know, in one week. um It's interesting that when you go back now to that pipe bomb, to that promo, that infamous promo, and and what's happened over a long period of time. And we talked a lot on the show that after that pipe bomb, Punk's character got neutered for a while, and we weren't crazy about Punk, and we were finding Punk boring. But his character's definitely on an upswing. You bring in a guy like Heyman that's tied to ECW um, you know, and that that era of wrestling. Are we seeing it? Are, is this as, as we've criticized over time, is this been a long process that you know the writers have planned out that since this pipe bomb, a, a quote "worked shoot," that we're seeing things kind of evolve? We're seeing a John Cena kind of in a mid-card type storyline, you know, in a mid-card program. Um, The company is embracing CM Punk. Uh, CM Punk, uh, although will never be the John Cena in the truest sense of being able to just be a media darling, um, you know, a CM Punk shows up on uh, that talk show, Talking Dead, uh, which is uh, they, they talk about the previous Walking Dead episode, and that's on each and every week on on A and E. You know, CM Punk appears on on that show, and you know, Walking Dead is the most popular show on TV right now. So him being there, that's so the company is is seeing CM Punk or at least using him as as marketable outside of just the world of wrestling. They're they're. He's he's getting these media opportunities. Um, they've embraced him. So I, I guess as I as I ramble on and on, Dave, uh, your thoughts going back to the CM Punk uh, pipe bomb and is is some of the changes that we're seeing uh, was the pipe bomb the beginnings of of these changes?
1: Well. Before I answer that question, you mentioned that you know we talked about the oversaturation of uh, of, the, of the the pay per views and the television product, you know, over the course of a week. Um, I think WWE is starting to. And it, although it may not seem that way on television, from what I understand, from what I read, whenever this WWE network happens, because it's had about 45 launch dates on when <laughs> this thing's supposed to take place. I remember I broke the story last year that they were going to do it at WrestleMania. It's been told about 20,000 times. I don't know what to believe anymore. Anyhow, from what I understand, it's going to be a pay channel, similar to HBO. You get the, You get all the content on demand. It's going to be twenty four seven commercial free, um, but the pay but the pay per views are included in that package. So, to a person who pays twelve ninety five a month for the WWE Network, you're getting all the pay per views, everything included. To the outsiders who don't get it, who don't get this network. The pay-per-views will seem like – the pay-per-views will seem oversaturated. To the people who do get the network, it will seem like a big special event, almost like a a Saturday night's main event because, like, it's just a part of your regular cable. Granted, you're paying a little extra for it, but it's a part of your cable package. So, to me, at least, that's what I, I look at it as. So – they're, they're, they'll be slowly phasing out of the pay-per-view business. They'll still offer the same pay-per-views. You'll pay the 45 50 bucks 50 a month for whatever you get, whether it's Hell in a Cell or WrestleMania or, you know, Money in the Bank or whatever. But for the the twelve ninety-five, you get all 12 of those pay-per-views plus all the other content on that channel. So the only thing that would really feel like a pay-per-view is probably like a Royal Rumble or a WrestleMania, you know what I mean, stuff like that. So I think WWE, once they get that network going, which will probably happen when, you know, the next presidential election takes place, then... It, which, then by the we'll, way, we
4: plan on winning.
1: Yes, exactly. When, when we make office, we'll make sure the network's up in time by then. <laughs> it's our first
4: order of business.
1: <laughs> yeah, our right. priorities are straight. <laughs> and... and, 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 and uh, anyways. <laughs> But I think that's where they're where they're headed to. Do. As far as the changes go, like you were mentioning, I think they're going to push the envelope a little bit. Like you said, they're a publicly traded company. They got investors and people to answer to, and shareholders. And it's not like when it was back in the day where they weren't. I mean, let's face it. Up from the year two thousand till now, which has been about twelve years or so. Okay, they were a publicly traded company, and things started to change a little bit. They started getting Hollywood writers around that time. I remember reading stuff about how they got hired guys who wrote, like, the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids movie and stuff like that, you know. Before that, it was, like, Attitude Era and then everything else. And it was no writers. It was all bookers. So I think they're going to push the envelope a little bit. I mean, we see these love storylines now with, like, Del Rio and Rosa Mendez, you know, John Cena and AJ. I just read this week that they're trying to cater to, like, a female audience. Probably, seems like, like teenage, teenage teenage females, would probably, probably be the ones that this. are getting catered are to this storyline. Um, um, the changes a little, a little bit. I can say a little bit. I don't bit, see any like like too, too drastic, dra- too dramatic. Unless there is like one particular character that's completely different from the type of storyline that they do that catches on fire with the audience, and they have no choice but to overhaul the entire product. But I don't see that happening right now.
6: That's just my take on it.
4: Yeah, I don't see them overhauling everything, but I definitely feel like they're they're pushing the envelope a bit. I don't know. It's funny because I read, you know, as well, that the, uh, you know, garnering uh, uh, more of a female audience, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I To me, that it's almost like uh, it it just – I don't know if that will really bring in females, you know, if they're going to, you know, hey, uh, here's this – Cute little number with a flat stomach that wears all these midriff shirts that just is, you know, kissing every guy she can get her hands on, uh, and everyone still loves her. I don't know if most women (laughs) would
1: like that. The smart move for them would be. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry to interrupt, but the smart, right? Like you mentioned, CM Punk with the Talking Dead. I think that's a great opportunity for a guy like that, who's first of all a fan of the show, to get the name of the WWE out there to that audience because it is one of the most popular shows in television right now, if not the most popular, along with you know Sons of Anarchy. And I mean, I think that's great. With the females, if they really want to tap into a female audience, they should be like handing out flyers or something to, like, those teenagers that go to those goddamn Twilight movies, you know, those, those you know, Breaking Dawn and New Moon, you know, all those New Moon can kiss my full moon because I hate those movies, you know. No offense to anybody who watches those movies that listen to the show. It's just not my cup of tea. But, I mean, there's there's girls that go crazy about that, you know, the Team Jacob a Team Edward, and, you know, a new love story. I mean, that's the kind of audience I think that they should try and attract to their product if they're trying to go for the females.
4: Yeah, I don't know. It, it's t- I mean, I I think if you just, you know, it's almost like the old Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. I mean, uh, to me, that's oversimplifying. If you put out a good product, I mean, you know, it, it was real popular. I mean, when you go through those, those phases, those periods of time in wrestling where wrestling was just over uh, in the mainstream, whether it be the Attitude Era or in the 80s. You know, some females came to watch just because it was there was a buzz attached to it and you, you can't just say, "Hey, we're going to we're going to throw some relationships in." You know, it's a, it's almost like the the blind it it's like, <laughs> you know, it's almost like the Republican Party, you know, way back it's like, "Well, there are a lot of females that liked Hillary Clinton. Let's just oh. put a female on the ticket and all those women that would vote for Hillary will vote for McCain now because we have Palin." Um oh. I don't know. I like to give women a little a uh, little more credit. I don't think they're that easily swayed and that, that dumb. Um, I don't know if that will necessarily uh, bring the women in. I agree with you. I think certain things like, like uh, you know, God, we're going to wind up like having a vampire character in like the WWE. <laughs> That's going to be a real they already have one be of a vampiro back in the day. We're going to have, you know, a real weighty looking, you know, just a, a moody – kind of vampire. It's not gonna be intense or anything, it's just gonna be oh yeah,
1: mom loves gonna be so emo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna call her Emo. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be again that'll be his name. Now
4: make <laughs> it to the ring area. Emo. We just kinda of meander down. But we digress. Um yeah, but I it, it is interesting because it, it seems like we're we're at a crossroads here. We're definitely and we've talked about it on the show, you know, John Cena for as as whether you love him or hate him, uh main part, uh I mean you can't, you know, overemphasize what he's meant to this era of wrestling. He's been the guy. Um the guy runs ragged. He's a company guy, he does everything, uh you know, for the company, he's on the road with, with the WWE, you know, three hundred some odd days a year and you know, when he's not wrestling in a WWE ring, he's he's granting three hundred and some odd whatever wishes for make a wish. Um, when he's not doing that, he's doing interviews. I mean, the guy's everywhere. And we've talked about it. He's he's being run down, he's he's got some nagging injuries, and you know, he's he's in his mid thirties, and how long can John Cena be the guy? So this is, you know, wrestling. Over the years, goes through these periods of times where where it's an evolution, and and it's, you know, the business winds up being in a in a state of flux. And, you know, with John Cena, you know, with John Cena, maybe, maybe, I mean, maybe taking at least a, a backseat for now, or who knows, maybe they're phasing him out. Uh, you got to think that the the product will change just by the mere fact of having a CM Punk, you know, at the helm. You know, CM Punk, you know, having the WWE title being what a quote-unquote, for lack of a better term, managed by a Paul Heyman. And we're leading towards, you know, a match with an Attitude Era guy, The Rock. So you got to figure things will be a little edgier. So uh, the whole landscape, I mean, it's really interesting to see where everything's going to go now because I, I think TNA has put out a decent product since they've gone live. Uh we've been pretty positive about TNA uh, for a long period of time. Uh they put on a solid show week to week and we're both in agreement of the you know the you know dialing back a bit on the pay per views being a good thing. Um storyline wise in the WWE they're pushing the envelope. These young guys now, I mean you know, people who are critical and people who, like, you know, there are fans out there that, you know, love to each and every week, you know, bash Raw and say, oh, Raw sucked, or Raw oh, that's right. You know, the young guys are getting a shot now. For all those people that criticize and say, hey, you know, when are you going to give the new guys a shot? We want to, you know, see new faces. It's always this. It's always this. Well, you know, we're seeing new faces. You know, and when the, the melee at the end of Raw is, is the shield and Ryback, You know, those are very, those are brand spanking new. You know, those are guys a a year year ago would not sniff. But, you know, Raw is going off the air, and those are the guys you're seeing at the end of Raw. So it's definitely a shift. There's definitely a shift going on in the business. And I'm hoping right now, when you look at things, I mean, and we're talking about it, and we're both, you know, I think we're both pretty positive about what we're seeing right now. It's exciting to see some, new talent get a shot and we're talking about uh you know we bring up you know we had fred on like i said earlier we talk about the nwa we're we're both kind of excited about the the prospect of the nwa uh coming back to a certain amount of notoriety in the business and we both like the fact that TNA is pulling back a bit on their their pay-per-views and and uh you know, maybe we have some good long storylines leading up to a pay per view that will make the matches mean more and make the pay per views more special. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm just a little bit excited as we go. We're we're moving into the uh, the end of 2012 into 2013, and maybe we are reaching a, a point in in the business where we're we're at a state of flux and and. You know, maybe a few years from now we'll look back at the end of two thousand twelve into two thousand thirteen as uh, the beginning stages of, of a new era uh in pro wrestling. I think it's also interesting to to bring up last week on Raw when they did a, um their talk soup show. Did you watch the talk soup show uh with the WWE superstars? Uh it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. I got a kick at it. It was it was amusing and uh I found it very entertaining, especially, you know, we've, we have been critical of the three-hour Raws, so this was a, you know, over and above the three hours, then I watched Talk Soup, um, but Talk Soup is rated TV 14, so, uh, you know, branching out a bit, and, and, you know, that show is a little edgier, uh, I don't want to say it's raunchy, but it's definitely a adult humor on the show, and it did it had a different vibe than you've seen uh, in a while from uh, WWE peeps. So I, 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 all the changes we're seeing that uh, perhaps on the landscape, uh, I think we're happy about and optimistic about what 2013 uh, may be holding for us. And, and I think it's interesting when we look at the WWE, we're moving right into uh, WrestleMania season very shortly. And we can all speculate on... The matches and everything, but what we're seeing with some of the young talent, and we don't know what the agenda is from the Shield. Really, um, you know, the the popularity of Ryback right now, which uh, you know almost came out of nowhere. Uh, when you look forward to the WrestleMania season, it kind of leaves uh, a lot of question marks: uh, where they're going to go, who's going to be in the main event, who's going to have the title. Uh, is are we going to see Brock Lesnar back? Uh, what's going to happen with The Rock, Punk, everything. So it's kind of, I'm really looking forward to this WrestleMania season because I'm I'm curious to see how this card is going to unfold over the next few months. But that being said, why not go out to the phones? Let's see. Come on, answer. Are you there, caller? You. Tony? It's me. Hey Tony, how you doing, man?
7: All right, how are you guys?
4: We're doing all right. So we're talking about how the business is is kind of changing. Um you know, specifically speaking, the WWE. I mean, what do you think of, you know, the the newer talent getting a uh, a bit of the spotlight in recent weeks?
0: Well, uh, I I like to see
7: uh, the uh, shield you know, they've uh, I thought they I thought they uh, came off uh, pretty strong when they debuted them with the uh, you know having them attack right back. Um yeah, I I think they've been doing a good job with those with those guys. Um, you know, so they can you know so they can keep it going. Um even like Raw I thought this week was actually a, a pretty good show. I was actually uh, I enjoyed it overall. I was you know 'cause um and I, heard, I also heard, you know, I heard that it was actually a lot better backstage because Triple H was actually running the show because Vince was overseas uh, doing whatever it was that he was doing. But um, as far as like seeing the new guys, I mean, we're you know, it's uh, you know, I really, you know hmm, kind of mixed feelings about the you know about whether or you not know, like whether or not they're using the guys right, right or whatever. But it's oh uh, it's, you well. Know, I think so far they're doing a good job with the shield. You know, like I said, the shield. You know, I've been on a couple times. Uh, Ryback, I, I didn't think he'd get over to the degree he has. I mean, I got to say, even I, even I kind of get behind it, behind the character now too. Uh, and uh, you know, even you know, like uh, C. M. Punk has been doing. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, he's been champion for like oh, you know over a year, which I don't think has been done in, like since uh, I don't know how long. It's probably like when the John Cena had it for. Uh, few about six six years ago or whatever. But uh it's so, um I mean we'll see where it goes. Uh you know hopefully it'll be um you know hopefully it'll be uh good you know good things to come in uh you know twenty thirteen for WWE, you know, I mean it's uh you know like you know uh like guys like Dolph Ziggler. I mean he should they should do like they'll probably do something like him and uh Cena at TLC and hopefully have have you know Delph go over. And uh, you know he's had the money in the bank case for like five months now, so it's about, I think it's about time we should you know they should they should, they should have him cashing in.
4: Yeah, it's a, that's a good point. I mean that that is, and and you know we're fans of Ziggler here, and and uh, but you're right, like it's getting to a point where all right, we, we you gotta you gotta cash in. <laughs> it's just getting yeah,
7: you yeah, I mean right yeah, sure. I mean, well you, oh. you got go
4: uh I know Mr. Trivia calls and and uh you know he's one of our regular callers and he did bring up an interesting point and I, and I'm kind of curious because I can't I wouldn't bet the farm on it. Um but he said, you know, his big question is will Wood Ziggler put fannies in the seats. And I'm not sure. As a wrestling fan, I love what Ziggler brings to the table. Uh is he the type of guy that people will buy tickets just because he's the guy? I don't, know. I don't know, but I, I, I kind of want to get past this money in the bank thing, and and I, I'm assuming he's going to win with it because we had Cena uh, cash in and and not be successful. So my assumption would be Ziggler's going to be successful. Um, but you know, you're right. When when is this going to happen? <laughs>
7: because i have been, you know, hinting at it every, uh, like every pay per view, and it hasn't happened. I mean, I thought it would have happened a couple weeks ago at the Survivor Series. But, uh, it Didn't happen there. I mean, you know, I, I mean, if, I, if I'm WWE, I mean, like you know, I said, I would have him cash in and have him hold the belt, you know, going into WrestleMania. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I don't know if that's good. I don't know what to think about that, but you know, I, I was, I, I would have Dolph, you know, put the belt on him and have him going into WrestleMania as work, you know, as the world champion. Maybe
4: you do like him and Sheamus. Okay, yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I mean, if he, you know, if he is the future, um, you know, why not see what he can do going through a WrestleMania season? Um, It'll be interesting. But, I I mean, what I'm hearing from you and what we're talking about, I mean, you're happy with the uh, at least the direction that that it seems like uh, the, the business is moving in?
8: I kinda of, yeah, I'm
7: kind of I'm alright with it. You know, like I said, I thought I thought Raw Monday was uh you know, for the most part was a solidly good show. You know, to you know I'm not you know, the whole AJ the whole A J Cena, whatever that storyline is is I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. You know, like I said, I think Dolph can do you know like they can do something better with them than having them be just a background player and in that and that. But um you know, I, I mean overall you know, I'm okay, you know, I'm alright with the um yeah, you know, like I said with the Shield, you know, and uh, you know, Punk's characters, of course, always just a, you know, he and Heyman are, are are really entertaining, you know, together. And, um, so, so like I guess you know, WWE is uh, you know, they are what they are, and you know, it's like I say, you know, like if they did get a little more, like a, a little more, you know, a little edgier, it, it, it would, it would. Might make the product a little bit more, a little more interesting, and even uh, TNA. You know, it's like I think it's a, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a good idea that they are actually cutting back on the pay-per-views. You know, I mean, if it, if it were me, I would just do the, uh, you know, like, um, Slam reversary Lockdown and Battle for Glory, and, and um, you know, like, if they want to do like Clash, cha- like live Clash of Champions type uh, specials on Spike or whatever, you know, like they could do that. You know, like, if they want to do that,
1: I'm fine with that
4: yeah, I almost think TNA should think about going, uh, you know, back to that like old school WWE. Just do like four big ones a year and and keep that that special feel to them. And then if they can do the four outside of the impact zone, it would really give a special feel to it. Um, but who knows? Who knows what direction they're, they're going to go in moving forward? Uh, you know, obviously it's going to be how everything uh, affects their bottom line. You know, Tony, you've been Tony is our guest blogger he blogs for us uh, each and every week for all the shows. So you can go to the read his blogs for uh Raw, SmackDown and Impact. Uh gives you a very comprehensive recap uh each and every week and uh you know, Tony, you you've been on board with us uh for a while and uh you know, you just you've been great. You support us, you call us every week. Uh you you do the blogs. Um it, it's great having you to be a part of things. So um uh, you know, we just, we wanted to thank you and, uh, we have, uh, two tickets for our NWA on fire event next week that, uh, we would like to give to you, uh, as a thank you and as a, a holiday gift. Um, so, uh, next week there's a, an NWA on fire event in Parsippany, and two free tickets will be coming your way. So if, uh, you get actually message me your, your address, I'll, uh, I'll get them out ASAP and, uh, Enjoy the show, and thank you for uh, being a part of things and and supporting us.
7: Oh, and uh, thank you. Know, thanks for bringing me on board. I really appreciate it. You know, thanks a lot. You know, uh, yeah, I'll give you my. I'll give you my. Uh, your mailing address too. Yeah, for the uh, tickets. So, oh, 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 I appreciate that a lot. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks a lot.
4: No problem. Thanks a lot for supporting us. And again, make sure you check out our website for Tony's blogs. Tony, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks a lot for the call.
7: No problem. You know, you know, I'll be back.
4: And there you go, spreading some nice holiday cheer and then giving out some free tickets to our our TV taping. So Tony will be there uh, next week for NWA on Fire TV taping with the NWA on Fire Heavyweight Championship match. So it should be a a very good card. So uh, thanks, Tony, for being on board. And let's go back out to the phones. Uh, I believe this is Justin. Are you there?
0: Hi, Ken.
8: How you doing, Justin? Very good.
4: How was your Thanksgiving?
8: Oh, wonderful.
4: Did you did you eat a lot?
8: I ate a whole oh, turkey, man, like a dog. <laughs> yep, funny. Dog? Uh, all that.
4: So, what'd you like this week in the world of pro wrestling?
8: Well, I like Molina because she's she's a diva.
4: You like Molina?
8: Oh yeah, she's a cool diva. She can fight good.
4: <laughs> That's cool. Though. Who else did you like? Did you watch Monday Night Raw? Yes, I did. Would you like? What do you th- you know? What do you think of Ryback?
5: Ryback, he's he's cool.
4: Anything else?
8: Well, you know what, Ken, you should be you should be a wrestler one day when you grow up.
6: <laughs> oh, <huh? laughs>
4: That's exactly what I want to be when I grow up.
1: What should I? Be, what should I be when I grow up, Justin?
8: You should be um like like Edge, for instance?
1: Yeah, there you go. Smart.
4: You know, Justin, you should have like a a career counseling program.
1: i hope like <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I can't wait to grow up. <laughs> Good. Thank you. Other,
4: like, what do you. think what do you think about uh, CM Punk?
8: Well, CM Punk is, well, he, he he talks a lot.
4: He does talk a lot.
8: Oh, yeah, all the time. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now, that's CM Punk. He's such a talkative, talkative guy. You know, Justin, thanks a lot for the phone call. We love hearing from you. You, you always put a smile on our face. Thanks uh, for being part of the show.
8: You're quite welcome.
4: I'll talk to you soon.
8: Sure, boss.
4: All right, take it easy, man.
8: All right, Ken. You're right.
4: the man. Thanks. <laughs> it's great. Justin just puts a smile on her face each and every week. So thanks for calling in. Let's stick with the phones because we got our our the thought provoker. We got Dank on the line. Dank, how you doing?
0: Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening.
4: Good evening.
0: Uh, I think you guys had a good Thanksgiving.
4: It was a good Thanksgiving. How about you?
0: Uh, can't go play. Ate a lot. Slept a lot. Same old, same old. Uh, I was... I caught the beginning of the show, and, uh, you were talking about, um, how to get girls more into wrestling and everything, and I was thinking, like, future generations. Well, my girlfriend's answer is half-naked guys in the ring, which... Half of them already. Oh, hotter, half-naked guys in the ring. My response would be for, like, you know, the younger crowd that signed today, hotter guys in the ring.
4: Do you think anyone is hot in wrestling right now?
0: Do I think anybody's
1: hot, guy-wise? No. Don't answer that question, please.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Does your woman think anyone, like, does she have a favorite now?
0: Uh, well, her two big favorites are Orton and Fina.
1: Okay, surprise, surprise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, my Shocker. thought was for the younger girls that are not all gaga over muscles, I think that if they see female wrestlers, and I mean wrestlers, not divas, in the style of Lita, in the style of China, even Karma. Where they see that you don't have to be, you know, an airhead with big boobs that can do really bad acting to become a wrestler, but to actually be a good all round wrestler, I think that would have a better approach on, like, the younger female crowd.
4: I think you bring up a a good point that, you know, and and like we said earlier, you know, put out a better product and, you know, they they do play. You know, like, like we're saying, you know, why, why don't we see AJ in the ring more? Like, why don't we, why didn't they parlay this character into her, you know, making some waves in the Diva division, uh, showing our, her athleticism, uh, you know, making the women uh, more than just a- showing the, the talent there? I always found it interesting that when Natasha and Beth Phoenix were doing their pin up strong thing and their, their whole campaign was you know beauty can can be strong and they were heels like when you thought when you broke down that message that was the message to send to girls that hey you know you you could be muscular you could be athletic you could be and still be beautiful
9: Yep.
4: Heel, and looked like Kelly Kelly as the face and I just found that that whole thing interesting. So it's, they kind of sent some mixed messages to to girls. And, and Dank, I, you know, it's it's a good point. If you just had talented women, whether it was like you brought up Lita or going back to like you know Trish Stratus, you know those women that were attractive and also athletic, um, you know, maybe that's the route to go as far as bringing uh, girls into the business or more. Naked hot dog.
0: (laughs) I think the first thing they should do, though, is change the name from Diva back to the Women's Championship. Because when somebody says Diva, you don't think female athlete. You think, or I think, when somebody says she's a Diva, she's a stuck-up bitch with a stick-up her butt that, you know, has her nose in the air and nobody's good enough for her. When somebody says woman it's a different approach on it. So I think that the first step they should do is change the name back to the women's championship.
4: It's funny you that. Yeah, because, you know, not too long ago, Diva would have been an insult. I remember when, when I did theater in college, if you referred to someone in our company as a Diva, it was negative. It was negative. They thought she was better than everyone else, and that that was like always like, uh, you know what oh that that girl's got to lead, oh my gosh, she's such a diva. It was always insult it's right like kind of turn the whole women's wrestling thing and call it divas what's same is I don't think they're ever going to I'm going to stick with divas I, I i would think a a small step would be that belt, and so i I you know maybe i mean you don't have to go back to the the women's Belt the way it, but perhaps I mean something a little something a little bit more like a title than, than that pink butterfly looking piece of garbage. Uh in right. the jet
1: party belt? <laughs> <laughs> well
4: hang
0: on a second, it's
2: he's
0: coming in and out. Can you hear me? Yeah, you there? Okay, yeah. Like, I had you a speaker for a little bit, and you were cutting in and out. Um, what? Yeah, what? I mean, and I,
2: right.
0: even my girlfriend was like, Diva still, some, to a lot of females, calling somebody a Diva is still offensive, which is ironic because, as politically correct as the WWE is wanting to be nowadays, calling somebody a Diva, it's, you know, it, it doesn't seem, it seems like it's a double standard.
4: Yeah, you know, Dank, I mean, I think you bring up, like, some really good points, and, and you know, just saying, hey, let's do some love storylines, and that'll bring in female viewership, uh, you know, I don't know if, if that's really the answer, and just uh, empowering women, and, and you know, showing the women in the WWE as, as more than just uh, eye candy, uh, I think that would bring uh, more... The fold. Uh, all, all excellent points because I, I, you know, it's it's kind of dumbing down the down females to say, "Hey, let's throw in some relationships and and, and you know, love triangles, and that'll bring women in."
2: I don't yeah. Know the way to
4: go. Any other well, thoughts?
6: um.
0: Well, not thoughts, but my question for the week. It's a two-part question, actually, which I've been holding on for three weeks now, and I'm like, I cannot wait to ask them. Um, if the this goes out, obviously out to both of you and everybody else listening out there. If you were to become a wrestler for WWE, just like um, Dolph Ziggler, his shtick is it's not showing off if you're backing it up. Big Show is the Weapons of Mass Destruction. What would be Ken's, like, what would be his banner name or Dave's? And the second part is, what would be your entrance music?
4: i have to think about that. You know, I'm going um, to let you go, Dank, but we'll discuss it uh, on the air. But as always, thanks for the call. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, guys. So what do you think, Dave? What would be uh, your character? I don't
1: know. I might have to answer this one next week. Oh, yeah, I'm
4: that, I'm that, have to that, he's got up. a question. Like, sit back and, and think about it. Um, the funny thing is, like being involved in music and stuff, I got a couple of original tunes that I think I'd, I'd throw in as a, my entrance theme just because, uh, you know, it would have to be tied to me. In some way. Actually, it was cool. We actually wrote a song last week, just out of nowhere. We had some lyrics uh, that were written that were on a sheet of paper, and our guitarist started doing this riff that actually sounded kind of like an entrance theme thing, and I just started blurting out the words, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I think we got a song. So I was like, yeah, that works for an entrance theme. But, uh, yeah, it would be an original. I don't know what my character would be. It's weird to think about that because – you know, in in real life, you know, I'm I'm a, a bigger guy, and I and I'd like to, you know, in, in my persona, I guess I'd like a, I'd be a brawler type, um, but
1: he certainly wouldn't be a luchador.
4: You know, <laughs> when it comes to wrestlers, I'm not big. You know, I'm not a big guy. You know, a lot of guys are a lot bigger than me, so it'd be weird for me as a wrestler. Because it's like the style I think I would wrestle at um, would not be conducive to to my size. I feel like my size in that realm I would have to be kind of a quicker guy, and I'm not quick. Now that I could trade in my body,
2: <laughs> I'd
4: change it up a bit. I would lo- I would love to honestly be like a Ryback type. If I could, you know, pick a physique and just just be that. I, I would love to be that sort of wrestler—just a simplified promos, come down and and kick the shit out of someone and leave. That—that's what I would love to to be if I had my druthers. Um, Jim, let's—we got another phone call. Let's go back out to the phones. Oh,
5: are you there? Hey, what's up, guys? What's going on, Ken and Dave? What's going on? Nah, same old stuff, brother. Just wanted to get a call back. You know, I was waiting on hold two weeks ago while you guys had, uh, what was his name, Fred Rubenstein?
4: Yes, from the NWA. Uh, Yeah, we apologized on Facebook. Uh, You know, Fred had a lot of info, and just uh, the interview went longer than we thought. We appreciate you. Uh, We'll give you time now, so what do you got for us?
5: No, I just figured I would call and say hi to, hi guys and uh it's been a while since we caught up. well, I'll tell you what uh the survivor series my birthday weekend was phenomenal by the way, and uh you know um, what do you call? I had my triple h cake, and the survivor series was was good you know su- surprising um you know did uh, you
1: uh, bought, um, did, did you blow out your candles after you uh, took a sip of a bottle of water Mhm. <laughs>
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, yes, I actually. You know what? I did, and I stood over and I said, "This is what I wanted for my birthday." <laughs> Very, uh, you know. Well, we're not, you know. i uh, Go Good. Guys, did you like Survivor Series? Did I like it? I liked it. Yes and no. I liked the traditional Survivor Series matches. Um, I loved that Sheamus. Uh, I love that Seamus um beating the stuffings out of big Show until uh until he, I think they he beat the PG out of the whole show
2: <laughs>
5: I like that and then I like and then I liked uh and then I liked Ryback, um getting destroyed by uh by by those three good characters I I, I loved it it was great That's so. kind of in enjoyed-
4: People were like really ripping it, and I, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was a great pay per view, and I wasn't like you know. What? Like, I can't wait till the DVD comes. I, I was entertained, you know. Now, one of the criticisms, and and I, I'll agree with this one. And kind of what I'm saying, you know. uh link on our uh, Facebook page said, you know, Survivor Series is one. Big four. Special and something sets it apart. Using that as a barometer, I, I can see I can see that criticism. That criticism's legit to me because shape or form. Uh, I thought it was on par with a, a normal paper view, but that big yeah. You?
5: What is this? Hello. You there? Yeah, I'm, I think I don't know. I think we're, we're, for some reason I think something's coming. Uh, it sounded like we were having technical difficulties on your end. Um, but yeah, I see what you. I definitely see what you. Um, what you guys are saying. I definitely see Karen, what you're saying about that. Um, how was your Thanksgiving?
4: Not bad, I, you know, a too much, uh, but it was it was a good time. It was you know, I I missed it, but it was nice to speak off and kinda of get re energized back to the show. So uh
5: Yeah, well, you know what's funny, I love I just love the uh I just love wrestling and I love this time of the year and I'm just, you know, getting ready for my I think it's gonna be my sixth I think sixth year in uh doing wrestling and I can't wait and it's gonna be a Pretty fun year, and I can't wait to see how I'm going to start it and what I'm up to and what you guys are up to. And uh, you know, I'm I'm not looking forward to TLC though with Ryback right versus uh, Punk again. Give me a break. You're right. It is difficult
4: um, I'm kind of curious where they're going to this, and and we're going to talk further as the show goes on. But uh, you know, it is interesting. Is I I you know I don't. It's gotta. And For Ryback, unsuccessful again is just—it's uh, it's a little redundant. But you know, who knows? We're not there yet. It's, I don't
5: know. They're just throwing it down on throats. I think. I mean, listen. I, I watched Starcade yesterday, Starcade 1997, and the whole time I'm chanting Ryback, Ryback, and my nephew who's six goes, Uncle Michael, that's not Ryback, that's Goldberg, and I went, That's my point, Joe. <laughs> Stuffing the old yeah. rye back down my throat, all I want is triple h to get back in, in in shape. I want more i want more stuff going down, I want more wrestlers coming in, and that's what I want that's how I want my 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 thing to jump started
8: well hopefully, um,
4: hoping that uh you know you get that i mean i'm uh, you know cautiously but i'm optimistic going into this year and that we'll we'll see good wrestling uh both on the indie front and uh Ooh. You know, on TV. Yeah.
5: Thanks,
4: supporting us. Had you know. a great uh,
5: birthday. Oh, that. thank you. Oh, thank you guys. And uh, what do you call it? Let's not forget BWO, baby. Because BWO, I haven't forgot you. Tony Scott, haven't forgot you. Steve Wolf, Bob Aryan, I love you guys. And you know, Ken and Dave, I love you guys with all my heart.
4: And thanks a lot. I appreciate you being on. Uh, no take,
5: problem. And I thank and I thank you guys. Take it easy, man. Uh, you got it, brother. Thank you, Mike.
4: It's like a love fest this week.
5: I was just going to say that exact same
1: thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're thinking alike, and we're not even in the same room. What's going on over here?
4: <laughs> we take, like, one week off, and now it's just like, God, it's the holidays. You know, it's,
1: it's not- Absence makes the heart grow fonder.
4: Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what what happened. People missed us last week, and it's good. You know, I, speaking of which, and we're we're coming up against the break, but you know, we broke four thousand listens again last month. So I mean, we got to thank everyone out there again. Since we're in this warm and fuzzy kind of uh, feel, you know, we, we with Hurricane Sandy and not having power, we lost an, an episode there. Uh, you know, we took Thanksgiving weekend off, and still. We had uh, over 4,000 listens uh, for the month. So you guys out there that are continuing to support us, uh, cannot thank you guys enough. I mean, this has been a a crazy year. Uh, Love doing the show. Uh, Love, you know, trying to get guests and and getting more and more involved in the business. Um, And you guys keep supporting us. Uh, You know, when I look back on the stats and, you know, the first month doing this show, I think we had, you know, like 50 listens. and, And now, you know, I'm talking four thousand and that's just that that boggles my mind that we have that many listens over the course of the month. So uh appreciate the support and uh you know, let's keep it going. Let's get to eight thousand listens. So uh you enjoyed you here and tell a friend. Let's keep this movement going, uh, but cannot thank you guys enough. And speaking of which we want you guys on board because we're going to our last episode of the year, we're going to have some year end awards. Um, and what we're going to do, so we can keep you all in suspense on who actually wins, we're going to we have a uh, a team of mathematicians and scientists that are going to come up with a theorem to compute. But we're going to have a fan ballot, uh, the poll question on the website. And we're going to post uh, categories each and every week that you guys can vote on, and we're going to have a panel of different people in the wrestling business that are going to get a ballot, much like you would see a Hall of Fame ballot or something like that. So there's going to be a panel that's going to submit their votes to us, as well as uh, fan voting, and that's how we're going to decide who gets what award. And the awards we're going to give out this year are going to be Wrestler of the Year, Match of the Year, Pay-Per-View of the Year, Breakout Star, Storyline of the Year, uh, Comeback of the Year, and we're going to have Ken Reedy Show Moment of the Year, and the first category right now is up on the KenReedyShow.com. Go right now to the KenReedyShow.com because the first category right now is the best unsigned talent. The best unsigned talent. We have some nominees up there, and as always. You're more than welcome to write in. So if you want to write in, we'll take those votes as well. But there's a number of candidates up there right now. So the best unsigned ca- talent in the business today, go over to the KenReadyShow.com. We want to hear from you. Give us your votes and get over there quickly because we're going to be changing the poll question often over the course of the month to make sure we get input for each and every question. So get there. Get your vote heard. You can vote once a day. So if you're very passionate vote today then vote tomorrow to get your voice heard but we're going to be doing that in our last episode of the year which i believe is the 29th uh we'll be doing our year-end awards so uh without further ado let's go to dave it is time for our 50 50 news day 5 update take it away dave
1: Backed by popular demand, the Dave Five Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Starting off this week, several news outlets have reported that New Orleans, Louisiana is the frontrunner to host WrestleMania 30 in 2014. Yours truly this past week had a lengthy discussion with a source at WWE headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut. No, I wasn't there, but I spoke with this person who was there, by the way. And they have confirmed to me that New Orleans will host WrestleMania 30, and an announcement will be made around March of 2013. Alex, Texas is also the frontrunner to host WrestleMania 31 in 2015, as well as Los Angeles, California, being behind that. But those reports, however, have not been confirmed. WWE NXT developmental wrestler Thomas Latimer as Kenneth Cam- Cameron was arrested on November 22nd in St. Petersburg, Florida and charged with disorder disordered and batteries on a law enforcement officer. Latimer's bio has been removed from the NXT website which leads many to believe he will be released rather soon. It was reported this week that TNA has quietly, shh, be quiet, Resigned, Knockout Velvet Sky. Apparently, Dixie Carter was personally involved in this contract negotiation due to the fact that when Sky and TNA parted ways several months back, that Carter had no knowledge of the Knockout's departure until it was reported. Velvet Sky is rumored to be returning to TNA television sometime in early 2013. All right. This 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 next story is very newsworthy to me, but in in a very different way. Brace yourselves for this, Ken. Remember when we remember when I put that news story up about the guy who auctioned the independent wrestler from Massachusetts who auctioned off his face for tattoo. He tattooed his face. It's like an advertisement for the wrestling fans. Do you remember that? Hello, Ken that. You remember that? but do you hear me? Yeah, do you remember? you, you, you remember the, the the wrestler who auctioned off his face and it ended up being the Republican the symbol tattooed on his face for like five grand? Well, anyhow, Ring of Honor star Mark Briscoe took to YouTube this week and filmed a video to offer to offer a Christmas gift appropriately enough for a wrestling fan as he is auctioning off of all things his teeth or at least a few of them. Folks, this is not a joke or a Black Friday doorbuster sale. For more information, head over to eBay or YouTube. And our final story this week, TNA and MDI Entertainment announced an agreement to offer TNA-branded Scratch-off lottery tickets. Stars like Hulk Hogan, Kurt Angle, Sting, Jeff Hardy, Matt Morgan, and Bobby Roode are featured on some of these scratch tickets as well as promotional items advertising this new partnership. And it's the holiday season, folks, and there's always holiday movies, television shows on, on the air, Go to YouTube slash Steve Off to check out the Gun Show for a special holiday edition with Steve Off, Bob Arian, and El Rapendo Genioso. And that, my friends, is the Day 5 Report, only heard here on the Ken Reedy Show. Ken, back to you.
4: Very, very interesting stuff out there. Are you, are you hearing me now? Because I think we're having some technical difficulties.
1: Yeah, I I I, I mean, I heard the... The 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 music bed in the back while I was doing the news. I hope everyone heard my news. Uh, uh, did you hear about the story about the teeth?
4: Yeah, I did. I, did. I heard it. So I'm assuming it okay. got out.
1: I didn't hear you. So I thought maybe you would react to it, or either that, or you're just ignoring me. Then you know, I'd be really sad. But
4: <laughs> So I uh, pulled down the the music. So. Uh... If you didn't hear the news report, we we apologize. It got a little uh, funky, but uh, we we are.
1: How about, uh, you, how about this? If you didn't hear the news report, I'll put it up on the Ken Radio Show Facebook page tomorrow.
4: Ah, that sounds good.
2: That works.
1: Cool. That's not a. That's a Gare-ron-t.
2: Are you there?
1: Yes, I am here
4: we were still having we're having some difficulties with the phones. But you know what? We're still we're waiting right now. We're gonna have uh Julian Starr and Brian Fury uh will be calling us shortly. But while we're waiting, why not go out to the phones and uh you know get some more opinion from our listeners? So call are you there?
8: Hi, right, who is this?
4: Uh, this is the Ken Reedy Show.
5: Who's this? Hey, hey
8: this is Bob Marion. And, and this is Steve Off live from the set of The Gun Show. And...
4: You got the whole crew.
8: Hey, hey, we're filming live here. We just took a break. We're doing our Christmas special. We got to do a shout-out to Ken Reedy. I don't think we've talked since the election. Ken, you got a bum rush there. You should have been president, Dave. You should have been vice president. And look yeah. what's happening now. We're going broke. That's ridiculous. Yeah.
4: You know, it's great. Again, we have such a warm, fuzzy feeling. So, why don't you tell us what what do uh, fans have uh, to look forward to in the Gun Show Christmas Special?
8: It's that fuzzy feeling. Well, well, well uh, let's see there. I wish I had fuzzy socks, but that's beside the point. The Gun Show Christmas <laughs> Special is going to be one of the most awesome, hysterical, heartfelt, heartwarming Christmas. Well, we'll call it a holiday special because we celebrate all holidays of all time. Yeah. And, of course, in gun show fashion, I'm sure nothing's going to go the way that we planned for it to go. We haven't filmed everything yet, so I don't know. It but. never does. It never does. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it does. sometimes it, it does. does. That's what we said, stupid. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm getting the mind of the We're live on the air right now. Listen, we're not politicians. This is not Washington. Can we just get along? Oh, fine. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway... Within the next two or three weeks, it should be up at youtube.com slash steveoff. We don't have a specific deadline yet. There's one episode to go before the holiday special. Make sure everybody checks that out. And don't forget facebook.com slash the Gun Show fan page. What about the Ken Reedy Show? Oh, and the Ken Reedy Show. Yeah. Well, we're on the Ken Reedy Show. I know that's stupid. You're an idiot. I've never done that video show. Yeah, that's why you're an idiot. <laughs> Guys, I, I apologize for these two idiots that I'm strapped with today. I, think, really, I sincerely do. Uh, check out youtube.com slash Steve Wolf. Hey, did you hang up on us yet? No, we're, we're still listening. Keep
1: going. No, do you want
8: us and to? It was silent, sounded like Washington trying to make a decision. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you're, yeah. about George Washington. No. No, no, you're no. an idiot. Wash that prince is was up the road. Oh, oh wasn't he you? a
0: oh, 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 you wrestler? Know did he get the
8: star. Oh, Listen, on a serious note, next weekend, Steve Wolf, ROH tryout, wish him luck. Good luck. Really, oh, we still went out? Yeah, we're still on. I don't know how. What do you want me to do, dance now?
1: No, please don't. <laughs>
4: I really don't want <laughs> that. Well, good luck, definitely. That's awesome.
9: We're pulling for you, brother. We're pulling for good you.
1: You. Thank
6: I...
8: you. definitely appreciate that a lot. You got any questions for us?
9: Uh, questions
6: yeah, have you guys to been too? drinking? Is yeah, what?
8: What a Reedy show this evening? What happened?
1: <laughs> Have you guys been drinking while you're filming this?
8: We never do. That is such a lie? Look, I am the only sober one here right now. This is really bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you're the craziest we one. The
8: too. Show, and we love Dave. And what you guys do for pro wrestling is awesome. And we love you guys.
1: We love, oh, we love you too. You one, love me. Really? No one
8: loves you. Uh, guys, when Steve-Off is the sane one of a group, it's bad. It's really bad. You have no idea what I'm dealing with here. I hope things are going better for you on this show right now. And I got an insider tip. Watch for a new look on Steve-Off coming soon. Uh, spoiler alert. And please vote for Steve-Off for that best unsigned talent thing because, you know, I need any help I can get. And Aaron I'm not to also on Facebook. we got to go back to filming now. Enough with this Ken Reedy garbage. Oh, it's not garbage. It's the greatest show no, ever. No, Dave is good. Is no, it's not nice. garbage. Okay, well, that's true. We got to go. Let's go. Come on. Guys, yeah. got any
4: more questions? <laughs> I'm making movies here. Take it easy. Thanks for the phone call.
8: I apologize, guys, and hopefully next time I won't have these idiots with me when I call in. I am not an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Have a good night.
4: You too. Wow, well, see, from, from the... Uh, you never know what's gonna happen here. Uh filming the, the gun show and uh Yeah.
1: Uh <laughs> they're having a good time. that 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 should get voted for a Ken Reedy Show moment right there for the for the awards.
4: <laughs> One of the uh you know, Ken Reedy Show moments. Like make a mental note Because 'cause that'll be on there. Uh yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're obviously having a good time. Um all right, so we're still we're expecting Julian Starr to call in. Um it, not called in as of yet, so uh, but that's okay because we got a lot to talk about. Um, we're talking about the landscape of pro wrestling. You want to give us a call, uh, you know, let us know what uh, you think about pro wrestling 347 838 9815. And like we said, year end awards are coming soon, so go to the kenreedyshow.com and go vote uh, right now up on the website is the best unsigned talent. And you know what? That's okay, you wrestlers out there, you people that we nominated. If you want to call in and campaign, the best unsigned talent. You know, Steve Wolf's putting himself out there saying, vote for me. So, no problem with that, campaigning for the award. So, uh, best unsigned talent in wrestling right now. Uh, Go check out the website for the nominees and vote for who you think should win. Um, You know what, before the break... Uh, We talked a little bit about uh, the whole Ryback thing, and it is interesting. That guy's over. Now, the problem with being who we are, Dave, and it really, it sucks, but you can't change it. It's tough for wrestling fans such as us, when we do the show and everything like that, um, to look in the future. We can't live in the moment anymore. We're not those wrestling fans anymore. We can't. Watch a show and live in the moment and say, yeah, this was great, and and not just start to think, well, what are they going to do in the future, and, and speculate, and, and hash, and rehash, and fantasy book, and it's just where our brains go now. And I find myself thinking, as much as I'm enjoying the Ryback thing, and I like what he does, and whatever, it's a Goldberg, half of Goldberg, and a little bit of Ultimate Warrior thrown in, and... and Throw in some RVD tights, and and that's what we got right now. And it's it's fun, it's entertaining, and I'm enjoying it. But I find myself sitting here thinking, but where do we go? Where does this character go uh, moving forward? And I'm not going to use the old standby of the old, oh he he looks weak now. Um, <laughs> going forward, that the, the match at the Royal Rumble, the championship match that you you got to see, that's going to put the, and I don't care how over Ryback is, but the match that has to happen at at Royal Rumble has to be CM Punk against The Rock. It has to be. Long-standing title holder, consistency with the belt, the, the longest run in forever. Uh, you know, this run goes on a list of all-time greats. Um, you know, why not, you know, have that run and then, you know, have to take on the, the, the great one. So that's the match. So in some way, shape or form at TLC, right back fail again. Now I'm not saying that makes them look weak because you, you can't be a man of his stature and ever look quote weak. However, you know where do you go with the character after that where where do you go going forward i mean look let's face it physically speaking you look at the two of them and and Breibach far exceeds uh, punk physically um what does it all mean now you can't get past this this small skinny little guy like you're you're this world beater but you can't get past punk it's it's weird I, i'm not i'm not I don't say I'm not happy, but I guess I'm not happy that they're going Ryback Punk again. And I know it's TLC, so there'll be no DQ, there'll probably be some sort of run-in, maybe The Shield, yada, yada, yada. I get all that. But here's a guy that's just been unsuccessful a few times. Where do we go with the Ryback character after this? And, and, And what do you think about this, especially going into WrestleMania season? Where do you move forward with Ryback? What do you think, Dave?
1: Well, Like you said, I mean, the obvious choice for the Royal Rumble is CM Punk versus The Rock. The story makes sense. Punk goes through everybody, finally gets to the great one. You know, the finish, that's undetermined at this point. A lot of people are predicting The Rock to take the title and then head into WrestleMania. And you'll get that eventual rematch with uh, John Cena, Um, this time for the belt, to make the match bigger because... It was already once in a lifetime. Now it could be twice in a lifetime. Anyhow, with Ryback, the rumor, I've heard rumors that they want to do Ryback and Big Show. Whether it's for the title or not, they want to do Ryback and Big Show simply based on the fact that they want Ryback to have that WrestleMania moment where he lifts up Big Show and gives him the shell shock and he marches around the, the ring and drops him. um. I don't know why you would do it just based on that. I mean, it would be pretty cool to see. Don't get me wrong, you know. Um, But as far as Ryback goes, I'd have him win the Royal Rumble. I I mean, if he's going to lose three title matches in a row, I'd have him win the Royal Rumble to build him up again. Or if he doesn't win the Royal Rumble, he wins an Elimination Chamber and he goes in for a title shot at WrestleMania. Um, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. But, I mean, if they just keep having to mow through guys, like he suffered his first loss last month in, or the month before in October. And he, after, the, after that loss, he was just mowing through guys again like business as usual. You know what I mean? He, you know, he was, you know, just professional athletes. If they, you know, if a team loses, they don't harp on it they just move on and try and win the next one. Well, that what sort of seemed like what they were going with. The right back of the people are still behind him. He's still popular. As long as he's gaining the same popularity, it doesn't really matter what they're doing with him. I don't think wrestling fans, I think he, he's a, he's a hot character right now. I don't think wrestling fans are going to are going to shy away from him if he if he doesn't come out victorious this match. And and you like you said, interference from the shield. That's what I've heard that that, that that's the the plan finish for uh you know, it's one of the planned finishes for that match at, at TLC is, so it makes him look, it doesn't, it doesn't take anything away from him. You know, he saves space, and it, it really is, you know, he's some indestructible monster that's going to take multiple guys to beat him. So I don't think it'll hurt him, and I think moving forward, the people will still be behind him, um, regardless of what he does. So what I'd like to see, like I said, win the Royal Rumble and have him go to WrestleMania for a title shot. Um you know, I think I think he could use a Royal Rumble victory. Um, it would help his career, um, but they're real picky on who they want to. You know, it's, WWE's always picky on who they want guys to win. I always bring up that theory. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, you know, a young guy should knock off Taker and end the streak." Well, what happens if three, four years down the road, this guy's a buff? Then you're going to sit there and regret that you gave the streak to him, you know what I mean? It's almost the same thing with Ryback, too. You have him win the Royal Rumble, what happens if he's a bust in six months? You're going to be like, damn, we just had this guy win the Royal Rumble, you know? So, they, I mean, they're, they're really gauging it on, like, the reaction that the crowd gives him every time. If it's consistent, steady, or if it gets bigger, they're just they're just going to push him, and he's going to be some indestructible monster where it's going to have to take multiple guys to beat him. And he'll still save face, so.
4: Yeah, I mean, it's it's just an interesting, like, I don't... Well I I don't see Ryback as as a long term star. Uh very entertaining and I enjoy it. Um I'd be curious to see, you know, I'd love for him to prove me wrong. Um it's a fairly one dimensional character, but it's a one dimensional that really works. Um, you know, I'm enjoying it and there's really no complexities to the character and and I find myself really getting into it. I mean, it's just one of those things that you know, I think people enjoy seeing someone who is, you know, a physical specimen. Um, feats of strength are always fun to watch, and and he, he's very, you know, I mean, in you know that one dimension, almost it, it it's advantageous to the character that it, there's a, there's a singular purpose to him. He's uh, focused. There's there's direction. He's not a uh, you know distracted by other things that other quote unquote characters are distracted by he is uh focused and determined to uh you know walk down to the ring kick the hell out of whoever's in the ring and then leave um i i agree with you i i you know and we've talked about Taker's streak um I, I that streak has reached such mythical proportions um Number one, you do run that risk of someone being a bust after ending that streak, and that would just be horrible. Number two, it's reached a point with that streak where is anyone really worthy of it? I mean, for wrestling fans, I mean, what would you have to do in your career after that to make wrestling fans embrace you as? Deserved it, of breaking that streak. Uh, what we've seen from that streak over the past few years, it's just reached a, a, a level that, again, I think we both agree. I don't want to see anyone break it. A few years ago, yes. In fact, a few years ago when he wrestled uh, uh, Randy Orton, I thought that was the perfect time for it to break. You know, the, the the Legend Killer, and and I I thought that was it. Break the streak right there. Work for Randy's character. Randy was an up-and-comer for me. And, and you know, I I saw, like, a lot of potential in Randy very early in his career. I thought this guy was going to be a big star. I just thought it was perfect. Um, Now, with what they've done with that streak, I mean, that streak is more important than any title match at WrestleMania the past few years. I... I don't know. I, I just don't think anyone will ever be worthy of breaking that streak. So uh, you know, it's a tough call. I, I wouldn't have him do that. I, I, you know, it's funny, and and you're saying the WrestleMania moment. Um, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm, I I'm, I'm, like if that's what you want. You want to set up somehow. You're gonna finagle all the storylines in the world. So uh, you know, we lead to. It being um, Ryback getting his WrestleMania moment, hoisting up Big Show, uh, yeah, I'm cool with that. I'd like to see that. that
1: You know, I was just thinking of an idea how to get there. You know, we talked pre-show meeting about Ryback and, uh, you know, about the situation and the rumors of Ryback and Big Show, you know, taking place um if it's going to be for the title i think it would be kind of like i think it would make ryback look stupid if you know he were to win the royal rumble and decide to choose big show to face for the title after he had, after he had failed Three times losing to CM Punk It's like, well, if I can't beat this guy I guess I'll go beat this guy Or I'll try to go for this belt instead It makes, First of all, it makes the World every title look secondary Which it really already is in, in most fans' minds And it would just make him look stupid um, But an idea that I thought of was You remember how Every year in the Royal, or at least last year In the Royal Rumble, it was the first time where Every superstar was eligible Even to the point where they had Karma and Michael Cole In it last year Um you know, even champions could get involved in the Royal Rumble. Well, let's say Big Show wins the title, keeps the title at the Royal Rumble, and he decides he's going to enter the Royal Rumble, and he gets eliminated. Like eight guys gang up on him, they throw him out the-, the ring. The buzzer goes off, and it's Ryback, and Ryback comes down to the ring, and Big Show's leaving, and they both cross paths, and they kind of glare at each other, and Big Show just out of nowhere just gives him the WMD and clocks him. And then Ryback's not even in the Rumble. And then you could start that build with Big Show and Ryback to WrestleMania. Maybe have Ryback win an Elimination Chamber match for a title shot at Big Show. If you're going to go that route. Instead of having Ryback win the Royal Rumble. Just a thought. If WWE creative is listening out there, you're welcome. (laughs) And by the way, Dave and I are available
4: for the Rumble match. We are totally willing to just go into the ring, get our ass kicked. And that's get-
1: right. We said yes. That's right. I remember if I remember correctly, last year on our first show, we said that we would both enter the Royal Rumble if it was allowed, because they said that like anyone's available, they should they should let fans enter, do a contest. You could you could throw me over the top rope. I don't care as long as I'm in there. You know, I want to break the Santina Morella record.
4: You know. <laughs> funny and and maybe that's that's part of like you know us just being maybe slightly mentally ill let me ask something dave because i know my answer if nothing nothing permanent nothing like a you know a broken neck kind of thing but if someone came to you right now and said you know you're gonna be in the royal rumble but you're gonna be the First one thrown out, and you're gonna break your leg. Would you sign on the dotted line?
1: Yes. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty messed up. <laughs> okay. Yes, I would. Uh, absolutely.
4: Arm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Where do I? What waiver do I have to sign? I'll. I'll yeah. So yeah, so we're we're available to be in the room. But I think those are all like great ideas for to in a way to get them together um you know or even do we you know'cause it it would be cool if if at some point if they continue to build big show where he's just such a um you know a dominant champion and then at some point we have a you know a moment where you know there's there's nobody who can beat me i i just i've I've mowed through everybody i just you know I'm the greatest world heavyweight champion ever and then you know, Ryback's music hits, um, you know, you you can you can totally do that. So I mean that all that all totally work. Uh you know and and again, like I'd like to see that confrontation. I like the idea of, of Ryback uh, coming down to the rumble and just getting popped by Big Show. I I think that works really
1: well. It saves fate for him, you know. He couldn't make it into the Rumble match because he was injured by the big show. He was knocked out, you know. It saves face. Because, you know, it, it it foreshadows. You know, gives him an out for for an opportunity for a title shot. You know,
4: I totally agree with you. I mean, it it, it gives him that that total out. It doesn't make him. You know, I mean, that's one of those things. I mean, right now, and again, it, that's what's weird about the whole, you know, CM Punk thing that he you know he can't seem to get past Punk. You know, and that that's what's weird. Like no nobody. I don't care who you are. Nobody looks weak going down to the WMD. No one. You, you can pop, get the toughest wrestler, or whatever. I mean, Undertaker comes back, you know, pop, bam, done, unconscious. I mean, it's just that just the Big Show being his size and, and you know, that, that finisher just works. So, you know, if, if Ryback never gets to the Rumble because he gets popped by Big Show, um, that's okay. That totally works. Uh but I, I would love to see that. I mean, even if they set up that match uh, you know, a month or so before WrestleMania, um, to have them uh kinda going at each other, uh that that could be really, really interesting. Um but you know what? Right now, by God, we have uh on the line the end uh we, we uh found out actually just so you guys know, uh Julian Starr had a scheduling conflict. He'll be unable to uh be on the show. But we are lucky enough that we have the champ of NWA on fire, Brian Fury on the line. Champ, how you doing?
3: I'm excellent. How are you?
4: Doing all right. So next week, um, you know, you have your return bout with uh, Julian Starr. Uh, why don't you take our, our listeners uh, a little bit into um, the history between uh, you and Mr. Starr.
3: Oh, Julian Starr and I been about a year since we've stepped foot in the ring with each other. And a year ago uh, everything ended in a bloody, bloody, bloody barbed wire match where I regained the NWA on Fire Heavyweight Championship. I haven't looked back since. I held that title for a year now. I intend on holding that title after next Saturday. Now
4: what what do you uh, how do you respond to the Criticism, or like the uh, Julian Starr is saying that you've been ducking him over the past year?
2: <laughs>
3: I think his absence from the show tonight speaks volumes. He has been laying low over the past year. He even went into tag team wrestling for a little while, teaming with Sebastian Cruz. He did everything except for cash in his rematch for the NWA and Fire Heavyweight Championship. And the reason being is because he was scared. Simply put, he knew he could not defeat me. He knew there was nothing that he could do to regain his heavyweight championship. So now, what, a year later? A year later, he's going to cash his chips in. A year later, he's going to put everything he has into one basket and try to regain his championship. It, it, it's preposterous to me. I've defeated every single person of the NWN Fires to put in the ring with me, and I've defeated them all handily. Julian Starr will just be another victim next Saturday evening.
4: And uh, interesting, and, and not to put words in your mouth, champ, but uh, uh, if Julian Starr was was criticizing you, it seems like I mean you're you're kind of turning around on him. Uh, is it fair to say that you're saying that uh, Julian Starr, in fact, has been ducking you?
3: I wouldn't say he's been ducking me as much as it is. I think he had enough. We went back and forth for over a year, and I think what it did to him in that barbed wire match kind of changed him, and I think he was looking at things a little bit differently. you know uh, He's not the type of guy that's willing to be limping around for the rest of his life or or hurt or scarred for what he does he He realized like if he continued on the path. He's continuing on trying to wrestle me on a regular basis, trying to defeat me on a regular basis. He wouldn't be the same man outside of the ring. And I am willing to do whatever it takes, even if it means I'm in the wheelchair for the rest of my life, to continue being the heavyweight champion of NBA on fire.
4: So that's interesting. Um, you know, a lot of wrestling fans, uh, you know, love to, you know, we want to see things more hardcore. We want to see things, you know, just. Take us into, like, when you're in a barbed wire match, and, and I've seen that match, and it was pretty violent, what's it like? What is your, your strategy? How does it feel once that barbed wire first hits you? Uh,
3: just take us into what it be <clears throat> in that situation. Well, I'll be completely honest with you. When I said I've never done anything quite like that in my entire life or career. I've done numerous ladder matches, street fights, hardcore table matches, Things of the ilk, but a barbed wire match is the ultimate, ultimate grudge match. It, it's it's more brutal than steel cage, Hell in the Cell, Last Man Standing, anything. Uh, I was very unsure of what exactly it would be like and what it would feel like when the barbed wire pierced my skin and stuff. It was bound to happen. No matter no matter what, it was bound to happen to me at some point in time. Uh... I am a very intense individual when I step inside the ring. So as soon as that bell rang, as soon as I was inside the ring, you know, I kind of flip a switch and I didn't care what happened to me or how bad it hurt. Cause it hurt. I mean, you, you've seen it. You hear me screaming, you hear me yelling, you see me bleeding pools of blood from my head, but it didn't matter to me as long as I inflicted more damage on my opponent. And, uh, because I know that I can keep getting up every time I get knocked down. That's exactly what happened.
4: So how far are you willing to go next week to hold on to that belt?
3: That's a very good question. That seems to be the question that's been asked quite a bit. Uh, I am willing to do whatever it takes to keep the heavyweight championship of NWA on fire. You can just ask McCool. You can ask Pat Matthews. You can ask anybody else that I've defeated in the past year since defeating Julian Starr, I am willing to do whatever it takes to keep my name at the top of the list, to keep my foot at the top of the mountain of NW on fire. And Julian Starr knows that because he felt exactly that last year when I regained the heavyweight championship.
4: All okay, right, i didn't- I can, I can hear the intensity coming out um, Just your future plans So next week you go in You, you uh, retain the NWA on fire uh, Championship uh, Who's next on the list Or do you have plans to uh, Go onward and upward Perhaps on the uh, NWA national scene uh, What are your thoughts going forward in, uh, your career?
3: I would love to turn the NWA on fire Heavyweight championship Into a stepping stone To a larger Title on the NWA national stage. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Obviously, recently, um, Cole Cabana and Adam Pierce had that great best of seven series with the title, and end up being vacant. And I believe it was Cahagas's won the NWA heavyweight championship. And I've been on shows with Cahagas. I, I know what he's all about, and I there's no no doubt in my mind at all that. I have what it takes to hang in the ring with him and defeat him. Um, there's no reason in any way, shape or form that I shouldn't have at least an opportunity at the NWA heavyweight championship. Um, after I defeat Julian Starr next week. And I hope that the NWA on fire board of directors are listening to this. As I say, I hope they put my name into the hat to get a shot at some point in time.
4: Well, you know, I mean, we've had Cahagas on the show and, uh, you know, I think it's 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 out there now. It's out there in the world. Uh, you know, Brian Fury wants a shot at at your belt. Um, and quite frankly, I think uh this wrestling fan would uh love to see uh that match. Uh I think the two of you in the ring that would be quite uh, an intense battle.
3: I think it would be a very intense, hard-hitting affair. I think both of us are willing to go above and beyond what the fans would expect out of a match between the two of us, especially a match uh, having the prestige of being an NWA World Heavyweight Championship match. I mean, obviously, matches over the history of uh, wrestling, there's been some tremendous matches. And I'm not saying that we could compare to the, you know, Rick Flair versus Terry Funk's or Steamboat's. Of the world However I believe We could hold our own In Putting one in the history books That people would talk about For a very very long time
4: Wow Didn't expect this But I guess The, the challenge is out there So Cahagas Or whoever uh, Needs to get this On on the on Get it rolling I mean I'd like to see it I think a lot of Wrestling fans Would love to see it uh, We got a TV show Right now um, I'd like to see it happen Brian Fury Versus Cahagas So uh The challenge is out there. Hopefully, uh, the right people are listening, and uh, we'll see that match in the not-too-distant future. Before we let you go, where else can fans uh, check you out if they want to see uh, Brian Fury in the ring?
3: Um, This Friday night, I am wrestling in Kenton, Massachusetts, for uh, the UWF. I am in a tag team match. It's myself and Bobby Fish versus um, the prodigy Mike Bennett and the Ring of Honor World Champion Kevin Steen. Uh, Saturday night obviously I'm in New Jersey for Indigrant Fire. The following weekend I'll be wrestling for Chaotic Wrestling in wool Massachusetts, and in Littleton, New Hampshire. And then I'll be doing some beyond wrestling tapings and stuff the following weekend. And I'll be enjoying a nice Christmas and a little bit of a break.
6: Very cool. Well
4: I appreciate you being on, on the uh the show and uh Thank you so much. Good luck with your match next week and hopefully we see you on the national stage uh, in the future.
3: Thank you very much. I always appreciate you having me here. No schedule and conflict will keep me from uh, addressing the issues unlike somebody else.
4: <laughs> Those are fighting words. Thanks a lot, man. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Take care. Take
4: it easy. Bye-bye. He's, he's so soft-spoken and it's he kind of scares the shit out of me. <laughs> like the just the the intensity just kind of comes out of him. Uh, I I don't know. I wouldn't want to mess with him. But uh, remember, he'll be defending that title uh, upcoming on next Saturday, uh, December eighth. Uh, so it's gonna be a great show uh, in Persephone, New Jersey. And uh, we also have you would like to meet former WWE referee and uh, my broadcasting partner Tommy Savoldi. Uh, he'll be at the Persippany PAL 33 on Baldwin Road in Persippany selling advanced tickets this Wednesday from 6 to 9 p.m. So uh, check that out. Uh, you can get your tickets there. Obviously, you can go to nwaonfire.com. And you know what? And remember, Brian Fury, You know he's not just a wrestler. He also runs his New England Pro Wrestling Academy. So not only is Fury uh, a talent in the ring, but he's imparting his knowledge uh, to uh, up and coming wrestlers as well And you know And next week's show also uh, On the 8th uh, Angelo Savoldi will be getting a special award uh, From the NWA So that should be uh, really uh, A nice night uh, to meet him The world's uh, oldest living Professional wrestler So check that out, should be a great show But the big event that night Brian Fury versus, uh Julian Starr Does not sound like These two guys like each other Brian's going to do whatever it takes to hold on to that belt, and that happens next week. And again, thank you, Brian, for uh, giving us a phone call. We appreciate you being on. And we're going to go right back out to the calls, because we have a call that's been very patient on hold while we interviewed the champs.
6: Cole, are you there? Yes, I'm here. How are you doing, Ken? Doing all right. My name is Joe, the ref, and I am the senior referee for Body Slam Wrestling Organization, or as we like to call it B W O. How you doing, man? Yes, I am here.
4: So what's up, what do you got for us?
6: Well I just wanted to call in and first I want to wish you guys a very happy and Merry Christmas because I don't think I will be around for the Christmas holiday, so I first want to get out of the way.
1: Well thank you. Well thank you very much. Well, uh, that is very, you. Merry Christmas to you as well.
6: Thank you very much. Uh before I go on to um me promoting this next BWO show. I was listening to your show earlier, in the broadcast and I heard that you had uh those that good wrestler Steve Wolf and that idiot Bob Arian on the show.
4: <laughs> yeah, we did have have 'em on.
6: Don't you guys have like a scanning system where you know who Split is so or you could just block that from ever happening?
4: do you really like they, they see they're sneaky. So like even if I know the you know the number they usually call in and they'll call in with a different number. So I don't know.
6: Oh
4: uh, my gosh. If they call in?
6: Oh, well, I was supposedly working at the CIA, so I'm pretty sure that had some kind of role in his phone call. <laughs> <laughs> but Anyway, enough about that idiot. Ah, uh, I just wanted to call in to promote we are having a uh, BWO wrestling show Saturday, December 15th. At the uh, American Legion in Elmwood Park, New Jersey. And sure. we have uh, some pretty good matches. We have uh, two dynasty members going at it. You'll see Mike Capp versus Joe Bull, and you will see yours truly, your your great pal. He will be in action as well. Uh, you will also have the return of Arlene, making her long awaited in ring return.
4: Very cool. Yeah, she's coming yeah, back from injury, correct.
6: Yeah, he's coming back from an from a uh, arm injury, I believe. And you will see uh, for the BWO Heavyweight Championship of the World, you will see the Tristan Law putting his title on the line against Margaret Dillinger, which I am very excited to see.
4: Yeah, that, that should be a really good match.
6: Yeah, I'm really hoping we get a lot of people coming out. I know it's the holiday season. So we're hoping we get a good amount of people to come out and check us out. You know, if you want tickets, you can call in or you can go to com and that's got all information for you.
4: Cool, yeah, yeah, check them out. BWO puts on a good show and, uh, you know what, like, get someone uh, an early Christmas gift. You know, you're always wondering what to buy somebody, you know. We got all these cool indie shows coming up, you know, the next few weeks. Like, get someone an early Christmas gift and uh, buy them tickets so they can... Go see some good independent wrestling. But, uh, yeah, that championship match, you know, if you're a wrestling fan, that should be a really good match.
6: Yeah, I really – because you got got and Dillinger, who is very athletic in the ring, and then you have Tristan Law, the champion.
4: Very cool. All right, well, thank you so much for uh, the call. And, again, I uh, hope you have a great uh, holiday season. And Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And uh, thanks for supporting us, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon.
6: No problem. Happy holidays. And, again, I ap- I'm apologizing for uh, Bob Arion and his him being calling you in. But I'm not apologizing for Steve Off.
4: <laughs> Thanks.
6: Vote for Steve Off. Go out there and vote for Steve Off.
4: There you go. Steve Off's got people campaigning for him. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's our end of the year awards going on right now. Go to the kenreedyshow.com. Uh, we're doing our end-of-the-year awards and uh, you know, Steve was campaigning for himself and now Steve has other people calling in and campaigning So, uh, you know, he's on there. He's one of the unsigned. So, uh, let's see uh, what happens there um, We'll have fan voting as well as uh, a board So just if you go to the website and you see someone leading does not necessarily mean they won because we have a board of experts experts who will also be uh, voting so uh, and then we'll give out the awards on the last show of the year. So getting back, I wanted to get to the phones there, but I wanted to get back a little bit to uh, Brian Fury and, and some of the stuff he said. Um, yeah, the barbed wire match between the two of them was was real violent, as you would expect a barbed wire match to be. But, uh, man, that guy just, he, I mean, does he's scary, isn't he, Dave?
1: He's got that... Um... You ever seen the movie Old Country or No Country for Old Men?
4: You know, I, I have not seen it, but I know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, Javier Bardem, I believe his name is. He was very soft-spoken, very quiet, but you know, in his you know his character. But when he was, you know, you knew you were going to die when you were in his presence. And he said he didn't rant and rave and say, "Oh, I'm going to kill you," and no, nothing like that. It was like, "All right, this is what's going to happen." You're You're going to die. Slow death. You're going to feel it. It's going to suck. You know, that's what Brian Fury reminds me of. He's just, he's not, he's not, you know, putting out a big facade and, you know, ranting and raving and screaming about wanting to hurt, you know, know, Julian Starr. He's, uh, he's he's keeping his cool and he's, and and, then, but he's getting the point across. And uh, it should be, it should be an interesting contest, Uh, you know, I I look forward to uh, you know maybe checking it out online since I don't have MeTV on my cable operation system over here in Connecticut. But
4: MeTV's got to get out there more. We got to get them out to where they're not. But uh, yeah, I mean, even when when Fury was saying, you no, know, he's he's not willing to do what I'm willing to do. I'll be in a wheelchair if I need to to, to hold on. Like just like it was just yeah, and and you kind of believe it. It's like yeah, he's, this guy's willing to go into a wheelchair, and you know looking at the styles and intensity and, and I hope people are listening, but, uh, you know, the, the challenge was kind of issued right here on the show. And I, I'm not just blowing smoke. Kahegas versus fury. That that's to That's a good match. That styles, it would be hard hitting. It would be violent. Um, that's something I, I, you know, this wrestling fan wouldn't mind seeing those two guys get in the ring together and, and mix it up. And, uh, I think Mr. Fury uh has, has got his sights on uh, perhaps getting on the national uh stage.
1: Yeah, he's trying to he's, he's really trying to make a name for himself uh on a, on a on a broader scale and uh you know by uh dethroning the NWA champion that that could uh th- that that could help him uh you know immensely.
4: Yeah, it's, it's uh you know that would be cool. That would be cool. It's like that would be cool if it happened here. If uh this is actually like you know where the uh, the challenge happened, and uh, down the road we uh, we see this match. Uh, just to let you guys know, and you know what, like you guys campaigning for Steve off should go to the website and vote for Steve off because as of right now, in the the uh, year end awards, best unsigned talent of 2012 in the lead right now is Anthony Nice, followed by Papadon. Papadon. Um, and then Steve Roth, Tristan Law and Sebastian Cruz Are bringing up the rear at this point So those are the votes If you don't go on the website and vote You can't blame if you don't win So uh, head on over to com And get your votes in uh, If you if you feel strongly About Steve Off being uh, the best Unsigned talent Well you got to get your votes in So uh, head on over there And we'll get those at the end of the year You'll find out who won that award. But you know what? We're getting close to the end, the nitty gritty, and you know what it's time for, Dave?
1: I think I do. The, the Ken Reedy Reed Show, gnaw over the room.
4: show when we discuss what gets our nod of approval. A nod of approval is something in the in the week of wrestling that you watched that you saw that you just had to sit back and nod to yourself and say, hey, you know what? That that worked. That definitely worked. And uh so we're going to go first off, before we get to our nods, um, we're gonna to go to the website. Actually we're not gonna to go to the website. I'm kidding. we are go to the Facebook. And uh first off uh on on our facebook page cameraman carlos who is actually the producer of nwa on fire uh he put uh tony mamaluke gets his nod of approval tony mamaluke who actually uh you know he uh he retired from professional wrestling and uh we're working on it but we're going to try and get tony on the show to uh discuss uh, what went into his decision to retire but uh Carlos uh, is giving Tony Mameluke uh, the nod of approval. So uh, it might be not even just for this week, but an overall just, you know, congratulations on your career. But Carlos gives Tony the nod of approval. And our man Tony gives the Shield the nod of approval. So uh, the Shield getting a vote this week. Uh, Dave, what are your thoughts on your nod?
1: My nod this week... Um I didn't. I, you know, I didn't see a whole lot lately. I really haven't seen too much that stood out at me. I did like the Shield promo, um, the interview that they cut, you know, with Michael Cole on Monday, and I thought about, you know, using that. But that was one of them. But then later on on Monday Night Raw, I saw a match between two guys. Um, I was just. I wouldn't say I was blown away, but I thought it was a really good match for television. They gave a good time. Um, the, I, I just like the, the overall physicality and intensity of the uh, the Sheamus and uh, Antonio Cesaro match. And uh, I think Antonio Cesaro's got a bright future, and I could see him uh, moving up the ranks rather uh, fairly soon um, after his performance on Monday against Sheamus, who's a known commodity in the main event picture. So, uh, you know, if, if anyone has their doubts about it, and, if, you know, Antonio Cesaro, who was formerly known as Claudio Castanogli, I believe that's how it's pronounced, in Ring of Honor. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about him. And uh, I, I enjoy his work. I, that that uppercut that he does when he throws, if it's like a smaller guy, and he throws the guy in the air and he uppercuts him in the I think that's like the coolest move in, in wrestling right now, honest to God. Like, I, I love it when he does it. When when he gets in there with a big guy like Boris Clay, I'm not looking forward to the match because he can't lift him up like that. You know, and, and give him that uppercut. So my nod goes to the Sheamus-Antonio Cesaro match because it was just a good physical wrestling match. I just enjoyed it.
4: It was a good match. Um, again, I, I wasn't crazy about the outcome, but I, I thought it was a good match, and I think there's a there's a big upside to Cesaro. Um, definitely good nod. My nod is actually I'm going with Damian Sandow. Uh, love the promo that uh, we saw this past week when he pulled the guy out of the... Uh, the audience, uh, I thought that was great. Um, I, I like his promos. I like his character. I, I like everything. You know, there's there's a guy that uh, you know, we talk a lot uh, on this show about you know, a, a character and staying true to your character and, you know, Sandow's good. He's good. He's he's a heel, and there's nothing cool about him. Uh, he's pretty universally hated. Uh, and and I just thought that whole promo was so obnoxious, um, but so very entertaining. And I, I just really like what what we're seeing out of him. Um, you know, I don't know how far he's going to go, and I, and I hope we they don't push him into a main event picture too soon. Uh, but I really like what we're seeing out of him, and and that promo that he gave. Uh, this week gets my nod of approval. And going back to the Facebook, because KJ Lynn also wrote in that he's into the Shield, and KJ is a throwback kind of wrestling fan, so he's digging the Shield. So the Shield, the Shield this week gets two votes for nods. And there you have it. So the Shield, Tony Mamaluke, Cesaro, and Sheamus and Sandow. There are your nods of approval for this week.
1: The, the Ken, Ken reading Show. Nah, over the
4: All right, we're gonna go out to, We have uh, Mr. Trivia is actually on on the phone, so I'll give him a quick couple minutes. The poor guy's like, he's called in, and then like, it seems like every time he calls, he's he's probably busy right now. That we he's been on hold when we have stuff going on, but uh, we got him now. We got a couple minutes, Mr. Trivia. How you doing?
9: Hey, how you doing, guys? Doing all right. What's up? Good. Yeah, we've been pretty busy. I don't know if anybody's aware, but uh, you know, the top rope is in is on a hiatus. Um, we are going to be returning sometime in January of 2013. And uh, also, everybody out there, continue to watch the Ken Reedy show. It is the show. It is the place to be on Sunday nights. It is the show to watch. And um, also, Ken, I um, I'd like to make my vote known for, uh, you know what I thought was a really good match with Damian Sandow and John Cena
4: on Wednesday. I mean,
9: yeah, that, that Damian Sandow is actually, uh, a, a pretty decent wrestler. And uh, Seamus and, uh, Dolph Ziggler was actually okay too, but you know, my feelings on Dolph Ziggler, but, uh, guys, thank you very much for taking my call. I appreciate, uh, you, you fitting me in there for a couple of minutes and, uh, you know, like I said, don't forget, with the top rope is on hiatus. We will be uh, returning in January of 2013. And also, don't forget, there's BTW, which is coming here to where I am now in Altoona, Pennsylvania, on um, Friday night, December 7th. The Foundation will be there, Greg Hammer, Valentine, um, Carlito, and also the next night in Torrington, Connecticut. So you might want to check out BTW because that's going to be a good show. And Ken, Dave, thank you very much for taking my call, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you later on.
4: Thanks a lot. Take care. So.
9: Thank you, man. See
4: oh, Short, sweet, to the point. I like that. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Ziegler, it was funny because he kept saying make sure to watch the Ken Reedy show. I was like, oh, I guess you're watching your computer screen. But we're radio. When I
1: <laughs> is, is there some sort of hidden camera in my basement Like right about now that I don't know about <laughs> uh,
4: But yeah, you know, it's funny Like, you know, guys that like actually can uh, You know Work well off each other And for whatever reason, you know Ziggler and uh, You know, they, they Ziggler and, and um, Seamus Work well together they they really, you know, they always put on a, a a good match and I enjoy watching the two of them uh go at it. Uh you know, I thought that was a very entertaining match. So some good wrestling we got to see this week and uh you know reiterating uh you know thoughts on Damian Sandow that uh you know he's he's a talented guy. Hope they continue to use him uh in in the right way. I you know, personally what I would really enjoy seeing which uh let me a little little uh fantasy booking but you know when when people are hurt and especially if they're hurt for a while even if they're a heel they get a pop when they come back um i would i would kind of like to see with with no belt involved just kind of an an old school you know pissed off at each other kind of program if uh you know, when Cody starts to get ready to come back, that uh, you know, Sandow, you know, maybe starts throwing some jabs out there, and uh, you know, he was carrying the team, and uh, you know, now he has to carry things on his own, and and you know, maybe a couple of digs at at Cody, and uh, you know, maybe a program between uh, Sandow and Cody Rhodes.
1: What do you think? I, I like that idea. As a matter of fact, uh. I think uh, when we were talking about Sandow and Cody Rhodes a few weeks ago, I mentioned that you know I could see them eventually down the line doing something with the two of them, with Cody as a babyface. Um, so yeah, no, I'd like that, and I think I, I think I think Cody Rhodes is due to to move up the ladder. So maybe a babyface push would put him into the you know the, uh, the the main event scene. Who knows? But I'd like to see that. I think it'd be some good wrestling too.
4: Yeah, I mean that's just it. I'm I'm, I'm talking about the match. Really, you know, when you think about it, I mean, like you're saying, timetable-wise, I mean, I would have kept them as a team for a little while longer, and I and I would have, I wouldn't have turned Cody face. However, it's that injury factor. When Cody comes back, you know, his first time back, when he when he pops down, when his music hits, when he comes down to the ring, he's probably going to get cheered. So why not just go with it and prepare for it now? Um, I think that the matches that those two guys would put on would be phenomenal hawk uh it would be a very entertaining mid-card uh kind of rivalry i mean it'd be something and i don't know what the timetable is for cody but i wouldn't mind seeing that somewhere in the middle of the card at wrestlemania those two guys i think that'd be a phenomenal match it's a match that potentially could uh steal the show so uh, who knows who knows a little fantasy booking to end the show but just you know get over to the kenreedy com, vote for the year-end awards for right now the best unsigned talent in 2012 As it turns out, we just keep talking and talking and talking, and Steve Off is now in the lead uh, on our website. So check it out. Steve Off, then Anthony Neese, Papa Don in third place, and Tristan Law and Sebastian Cruz bringing up the rear. So go over there and get your votes in. Thank you all so much for the support. and being a part of the show, we'll be here next week. Talk about wrestling for Dave. I am Ken Reedy. Thank you all for tuning in. Take care and good night.